0: The same young man from our caper. No. No. Right.
1: Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It is lunchtime in Rome. Tonight's episode 203, entitled Very Good Relationships, Christ at the Center. How are your relationships? How would you describe your closest relationship? There's an ideal answer, and we'll be talking about that and how to begin to get there at the table this evening. So pull up a seat and join us. First time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or watch us live or later at youtube.com forward slash lunchtime in Rome. Visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com, and while there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media, and it would be great if you gave us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? Being alone is the worst.
0: Good times aren't as good, and bad times are worse when you're all alone. Romans 12.15 says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is all about. We demonstrate that in the first 15, 20, 25 minutes of this podcast, <laughs> and we talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be twelve, fifteen in Rome, we're treating it like it is lunchtime, lunchtime in, in Rome. 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 Yeah. If Brian's opening sounded a little bit like last week's, it's because it's identical, because I didn't change it oh, at you all.
2: Wait, I thought you did. Wait, I yeah. changed
0: the number, but I didn't change. No, no, no it's, it's well, quite, Christ that's a yeah, yeah, I changed that, but yeah. not the paragraph after.
2: Well, wow! This is well, part two. Of it sounded the, different to me. Yeah, <clears throat> it's part two. We'll say you know. D- so it's all good. um, uh, <clears throat> I don't have a ton. Of, well, I do have. I don't have a ton of updates, but I'll start with disc golf. Mm. Do it. Uh, we played Deer Lakes. We did. Was that Saturday? It was. Yeah. And played my best round ever. What's that? I thought you said it's my best round ever. It's his Best round ever. Excellent. I had a good round. And at, at Deer
1: Lakes, or at Deer Lake,
2: at Deer Lakes, yeah. Um, best round ever is probably my par at Shenley, yeah, yeah. But it was your best round at Deer Lakes, and that's different, yeah. man. Shenley's, yeah. Deer Lakes is a is legit, putt. yeah. Deer Lakes is legit, and I was plus thirteen. Um, but I looked back at my first score <laughs> at Deer Lakes because uh, it was the second. It's the second uh, course I've ever played. You know, I played in Realville first. first. I was plus thirty five. Yeah, the first time, and I looked at how long that round was. It was only two hours and fifty minutes, which I find surprising because that is a lot of throwing. Lot yeah, of but lost, they, but none of, of them were very discs. far. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. That's true. Oh man! But I I just felt so good. Threw over the lake for the first time. Made yeah, it over. It was awesome. And you know, well, rethinking back that, and backhand. No less. backhand. Yeah, mm-hmm. and rethinking it. uh if I was a little left, I, it had a shot. Oh, sure. of acing, which was pretty cool. Um, and I, made, I birdied it, and you made the putt, yeah. Um, which that was also very cool. Uh, so that was that was very fun. Um, shout out to Anna Nesbit. Oh, yeah, and love her bowling. Alley. Works. At, <laughs> she works at Soxman's Funeral Home. Mm. Um, she invited me to speak at the uh, Plum Chamber of Commerce about SEO and such. So that's pretty cool. Huh. If you need any help, I know I got I, I got, got I got an ace in the hole. I, I got, got an you. ace in the hole. Thanks, stands you. for search engine optimization. <laughs> Look at that! <laughs> Look at that! My man,
3: he knows his stuff.
2: Man. Yeah, that's exciting. It made, it, yeah, she texted me today, and I was like, "Man, I kind of needed that." It yeah, felt good. So yeah, yeah. self-made really cool. man. Self-made man. Now,
3: what? I I mean, I don't want to like bog us down too much but i gotta ask like what does the plum chamber of commerce like what are they going to do with seo like, what uh, is that? so
2: it's a it's a lunch and it's like a gathering of different business owners in oh okay in who, the area. who are
3: interested in right okay right. gotcha that's Jay,
0: very it looked cool. like you
2: were going to say something
0: well it's funny given the fact that i sent you that instagram reel from what's his name oh, good old what's his name
2: he's my favorite yeah he's the best did
0: i not send it oh yeah Hold on. Holding. From Brilliantly Dumb that he did he was asked by Cameo to speak about. Oh
2: it. yes. It's yeah, a guy. Yeah. He's like super
0: yeah. self-deprecating yeah. guy. He's a New York guy living <laughs> in Los Angeles. And he's just <laughs> hilarious. And yeah, so that's so funny that I sent that to yeah. you that he was asked by Cameo, like they had a board of directors meeting, and he's one of the most successful ones. And would he come and speak? Mm-hmm. And he goes, you know, and there was like three biggest Zoom call he's ever been on, and they asked him, you know, what's the key to it? And he was like it's like the 2019 or whatever, 2012 Yankees. And one kid yells out, weren't they the, f-? and it's about perseverance. And he goes, weren't they the favorites? He's like, that's, that's true. But, <laughs> but, but Alex Rodriguez had started at over 4. Wasn't he the MVP that year? I'm going to kill this kid. That's what I'm going to do.
2: It was supposed to be like a TED talk, like right. a TED talk esque. Yeah, it wasn't he was like, like a, he was supposed to talk like a question and, he and was answer the featured
0: guy for like an hour. And he had nothing prepared,
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Eric,
0: I encourage you to
1: Prepare I'm gonna to do
2: some preparation yeah, yeah, maybe a maybe a powerPoint
1: uh, maybe kind of like we were talking about on first Saturday, I gotta pull up the toolbar um when we were sitting around your fire, and Max who sits at the table with us um, asks asked generally to the whoever was sitting there us um how we feel about public speaking and stuff, you know and we agreed that it it's easy to it's it's a lot easier to do it when you're prepared. Like, you know, yeah. there's there's certain times where we can speak off the cuff. I mean, Jay, you're a natural at it.
0: Every Sunday. Yeah.
1: And I mean you <laughs> prepare Never a thing prepared. You prepare to some <laughs> degree, but, but I don't rehearse. Yeah, you don't re- you don't rehearse, but I mean you have a framework of things. Yeah. See, see I
2: have to I, like. I have to rehearse.
1: You actually have to have rehearse. To rehearse. It out. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting.
2: If like mm, like Ross and Bermuda. Like I can talk to you about SEO and answer any question, right? That you if have. there's
1: a dialogue, but if, then if right. it's you monologuing, you have to, have, you know, have to. Know where I need you're to going. prepare, and right. I need
2: to like have like, yeah, I can do an outline,
1: yeah, for yeah. Because there's people that couldn't do this, like there's people that wouldn't be able. I, I mean, can. we can get in. We've had them at the table, <laughs> yeah. you know, but we could draw it out of them. But there's people that would be paralyzed. But even just doing something like this, and for us, like it's it's incredibly natural. So I think, you know, just. I, Celebrate your being able to do that, Yeah. prepare, and go forth. Yeah, I'm excited.
3: And and, and go in confident, because you have a great... Um, I'm confident like, about this. You have a great, I don't know, friendly, approachable, yet thoughtful aura about you. Oh, I use I the word aura. I never use that word. Hmm. I'm sorry. Like, there's something better. It's better but,
1: than an odor. When you're, no, it's not an odor. <laughs> it's yeah, more of an orb. orb.
3: Yeah, it's a. <laughs> Or be aura yeah
1: well when you're when you're that subject matter expert like it just kind of comes out of you, you right know? and right. I mean I did a I did an investor presentation last week and it was an hour and it was just like it was supernatural but if I like not supernatural but <laughs> it was very natural you know I wasn't surprised by any questions the but Holy if, if, Spirit if, came but, down. but if I had to get up and take somebody down. from point a to point B you know or like a group of people that's you know that's when I need that preparation
3: yeah you know? yeah
2: totally that, me too Gotta have the transitions and all that, right? Holy Spirit came down. Wouldn't it be residing within him? Sorry,
3: gosh, it already came down.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Speaking of supernatural, <laughs> no, this is not. Uh, never.
1: Mind. All right, where's the segue? Big
3: thing. Thi- yeah, there's. It's, it's not a good segue. Big things for the Davidsons happening. So excited. Um, it's that time of year, right? Amy and I, and we've never lined up this way. I don't think in our all of our years teaching. We both had our final student days yesterday.
2: You haven't like finished on the same day. Is that what you mean? Correct.
3: Yeah. Okay. And or at least not both of these. We both had our final student day yesterday and our final day of work today.
0: So you went out for a date after school today.
3: You would think, but no. We got <laughs> we got out at different times, and it that didn't. It, it that's not part
0: of the story. Sorry for crapping on your point. Go on.
3: <laughs> the point is, we're done, and uh, <laughs> it's
1: over. <laughs> it's
3: over. We, we we nothing else to do. Not only do
1: we not go on a date, we're done. It's over. <laughs> no,
3: no, we're not done. But uh school's done for the year, which is it's always an exciting, obviously, you know, to get a summer break. We're very, very fortunate to to just be in that scenario, and I, I never want to take that for granted. And and I know sometimes talking to non teachers, it becomes like, oh, okay, you're bragging about your summer again. But I'm just, I, I'm very feel very lucky blessed fortunate you know whatever word you want to use i feel all those things and um we're getting our deck built which two weeks
0: doesn't it two weeks, take longer two, than you think yes
3: it and now does. we had a delay like the, the framing as much everything is done 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 except for the actual deck decking on top right <laughs> and so we're waiting on that yeah, to that's be delivered the most important <laughs> that's
2: the yeah,
3: that's you're sitting out there in the middle of like all of it, like hey, Anybody this is can nice.
1: Anybody can <laughs> put a framework for a deck. <laughs> did you go with the trucks?
3: Um, we did end up going with the trucks. Good man. Yeah.
1: So no, not a sponsor. Not yet.
3: Not yeah. We're gonna get there. <clears throat> but um yeah, Hunter says delivery should be Friday or Monday. So either way, we're looking at like mid next week having our deck. And that actually will be after we get back from Tampa Clearwater area. Amy what? and I are taking a little, um, school year slash cancer radiation is over. Mm-hmm. Little like celebration, three, three day celebration. Just the two of us. Yeah. You flying down. We are.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. When are you going?
3: Uh, we're leaving this Monday coming up Man, in the morning. You go fancy. We're doing Monday and coming back. I guess that would be Thursday. And, um, just like, just, I mean, nothing huge planned. Just going down and staying at this resort that I think we got a decent deal at, and just like chilling on the beach and okay, <laughs> doing whatever we want. <laughs> Whoa, oh, <you're- laughs> the Davidsons
2: at the beach. No, it's yet. hysterical. Well, it's they beach area. They like yes, to talk about
1: going area. to the beach, yeah. and then they get there, and they'd rather shop in Dollar General than, than go out on the
0: beach. <laughs> no, they're, they're fancy yeah. shoppers. They yeah. go to like the boutiques.
1: boutiques. Yeah, um,
2: yeah. You like, But you like to be near it all. Oh, yeah. It is a vibe. And Even it's just a being near it. I mean, You go out
3: to eat, mm-hmm. have a drink we, or two. Exactly. And we haven't been to a place like this where it's like, you know, the place we're staying is on the water, and the pool outside the hotel is at the walk. You know what I mean? It's at mm. the, the golf. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. the, the live music is right there, and the outdoor restaurant. Like, it's all right nice. there. And this so is no kids? This is sans Keto. <laughs>
1: Alright. Yeah.
3: So, we're gonna have a very nice, relaxed time and uh, come back to a new deck. Yeah. That'd maybe. be awesome. Yeah,
2: maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. If the know, stuff arrives on time. That's great. Is that the hold-up right now? Is that why it's taking so long as you have like you are waiting on supplies? That's
1: Coming, or is that what Hunter tells you? This <laughs> hold up,
3: yeah. yeah they're, they're
1: coming from Quebec. That lumber is coming from uh, Canada. It's, it's <laughs> a little hot. A little hot right now. Oh there's, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. Now there's been a couple holdups, but not. Well, I shouldn't say holdups, but additions and things like when he actually started and got the the framing built, he was like, "Oh, your your old patio sloped down more than I thought. Like legally, you're going to need a railing. So okay, we're going to have to add a railing to the to the one side of the deck. And then um he is a stickler for COVID. right. And it is high enough that I also, I'm going to appreciate the railing. And, but then apparently we hadn't discussed, well, there need to be some stairs down into the yard. It's not high, but there needs to be like, like three, you know, three steps down. Um, so it was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, we'll, we'll do that, but it's going to take us a couple extra days because we got to level that ground now and like build the riser thingies for the stairs and all that. So you're
1: not taking, uh, you're not taking apart that like screened-in room. This is correct. This more is like ground, ground level? level. Oh, yeah. okay, all right. Okay. Where, the pa-
2: like where the patio was. Gotcha. Right on top of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
2: it's
0: gonna okay. be awesome. Yeah. So why am I wearing this shirt? You ask. Well, what? I'm glad you asked. Uh, you know, oh. we've been talking about the uh, how to take a relationship from good to very good. Well, what has been so great is the Power Disc Golf Academy, and they have taken my disc go- golf game from good. To very good. Soon to be a sponsor. And so, not how you would like to think, but they could be a sponsor very soon. Mm. So, Ooh. uh, just as I uh, am an expert in relationships, I'd be more than happy to work with Paul Uliberry and his fiance and help them get their relationships since he's helped me get my disc golf game to so be yeah. really good. But in all honesty, not that any of that wasn't true. Great shirt. Absolutely wonderful. As comfortable as it gets. Looks really like Breathing. It's wonderful. It was very inexpensive, nice. only available right now for, no, they, they just opened up the pro shop to anybody, but we're oh, excited cool. about the shirt because that's one thing I really lack are good disc all shirts. Excellent. Because yeah. most of them are like 50 bucks and stuff like that.
3: Love the material. Yeah. That's what I love to play. It looks now. like a perfect like material. Performance yeah. kind yeah. of yeah. stuff. It's breathing.
0: Normally, I'm sweating like a champ right now. Like the logo. Instead, I'm looking like a champ. Yeah, you are.
2: <laughs> that's right. Yeah, but you are. other
0: than that, it's graduation week. Uh, that's a big deal course now they're talking 30 percent chance of rain friday evening which is graduation right but it's been a good week it's a lot of variables a lot of changes um but i'm not as emotional as i thought i would be like for joe's graduation i was like man i'm gonna be a wreck when bella graduates you know because joe was our first well bella's our last Mm. you know and it's more like oh it's gonna be good it's gonna be good to be done (laughs) Yeah, like today was the last day I drove her to the school because they had graduation practice. Oh, do I have another story to tell? (laughs) So she texts me. We're done. We're in the student lot. So I'm driving down that whatever road that is that goes to the student lot. Right. And this white Acura, which is completely illegally tinted. That's the intersection where you had an issue uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but I'm already through the intersection. I'm down there. So there's a student coming out of the lot no less than 65 miles an hour wow. wow and i just stopped the car right in the middle so you'd have to swerve around me and he did just that swerve around me who was that young man
1: mm. david van ren no
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't get that joke but uh...
3: david van ren is awesome okay He's one of that the best be
1: who was
0: that bailey i
3: don't know i'm scared no. now
0: the same young man from our caper no, no. no. <laughs> oh oh no my way.
3: gosh.
0: And I said, and I went, wait, he's graduating? Cause he was like on house arrest for six months at one point. And Bella's like, it's what everybody says. When they mentioned his name, everybody's like, How is he graduating? And I said, you know, the shame of it all is, I said, he's gonna die soon. Mm. And she goes, Dad, I said, No, honey, life is highly variable. When you introduce more variables, yeah. like driving sixty five miles an hour. And she goes, well, I did see a video that on Snapchat where he was passing people in the left-hand lane on a you know, double yellow line. And he just stayed in that lane for as long as he could. And then he swerved back. Oh. And I said, right. If you smoke crack, you're adding a variable. Right. <laughs> I said, so the way he lives, he's going right. to die sooner than he should. Wow. And she said something else. And I went, but you have to understand, honey, his story is tragic. I said, and he yeah. has gone through a lot. And he has just experienced the most negative ramifications of each of his hurts. And she looked at me and I said, oh, I can be cold and callous and yet quite compassionate.
2: <laughs> it's a
0: skill. He
3: yeah, deserved. he
2: really went from uh, one side to the other on that one. And yeah.
0: they're both
3: true, though. Oh, I know. I, yeah, absolutely. And those of you who don't know our caper. Have we ever talked? Do we? Oh, we talked about okay. it. Okay. But it's, it's been is. years, of course. Three a- years. At the very beginning of COVID, like in those first couple weeks of of isolation that felt like months because it was like what what is happening yeah eric was having his uh garbage cans and other people
2: from in your neighborhood now okay really because i thought it was pretty much only you no well no because what what because he went down remember your neighbor jordan had it happen to him right no no but remember when chris was parked across the neighborhood he was yeah. coming out of that, and area. he went Post. down in there, and yeah. then he came back out. Right. So, like, why would well, he go I mean, down I in there? I gotta believe he wasn't just hitting yours, but I thought right. wait, there weren't any in your neighborhood. Not in our, not in this right small neighborhood right here. But across the street, I bet you he had one down there. Sure. And then, um, came over here, and then went down. And you live th- two miles from his house. Right. It's not next door.
3: Garbage cans knocked over. But three we weeks in a row. Three weeks. In and a row. after the second week, which was probably. One week into lockdown, we were like, "Okay, we we gotta set up some surveillance, right?" It was great. So garbage night, we're I ready still to go.
1: love the idea of filling a garbage can full, full of, of concrete. concrete. Concrete,
2: yeah. Well, and it would have backfired because he pushed it over because he was with his dad on the on the third time, and his dad was driving, so he leaned out the window and like just shoved it over. Yeah, but he could have broken his arms at that point. <laughs> no, they stopped the car
3: yeah yeah it wasn't the two of them every time
2: no i don't think so
0: i don't think so interesting maybe that was dad parenting he was like son i don't want you hitting them with the car (laughs) let me show you (laughs) let me show you how it's done you see this scuff mark yeah that's that's
2: uh, unacceptable uh, yeah (laughs) you gotta do this the right way
0: i'll
1: still slow down and stop and give you the thrill of pushing it over but i don't want you hitting that what a weird thing yeah man yeah, and to to just isolate you three weeks in a row, like you're saying, it was only you. Well, and, I, and then, like, that made me mad. Right. Because I'm like, like what well, did I do to somebody?
2: No, I was mad because I'm like, dude, switch it up. <laughs> like, if you want to keep going, like, because eventually somebody's going to catch on to you. Well, and so we did. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, But yeah, I was getting it's perturbed.
1: It's probably good we didn't know duke back then. <laughs> <laughs> hey duke you want to be part of a caper? yes
0: <laughs> yes i do
1: how many guns do we
0: need i <laughs> made a 30 point plan <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: here's the powerpoint
1: and we say that because we love his thoroughness. love yes love love his thoroughness and appreciate everything he did for me ferocity i there was proud of my map that i made you did make a nice map remember when you were parked and the people were getting real yeah, curious right, about you, like, sitting right. down in your car. They called all their friends and were like, hey, we got a caper we got to do. There's this car parked out front. <laughs> yeah. Let's go take its tires.
0: And I think Joe and I moved, like, twice up and down the road where we were. Yeah. And you and Ben. Oh. Oh, no. too soon. Benny Boo wasn't allowed ben
3: to be there. Ben missed the caper. Yeah. Oh. Mama said there. no. Yeah. It He's was, been
1: I'm th- I was. I'm thinking it was Joe. Yeah. Joe was there. It
3: was yeah. Joe's yeah. Eagle eyes that got yeah. us the license plate number. Right.
1: BC. Yeah. I, like I thought, it was Ben's Eagle eyes that got us mm. the license plate number. No, ben, ben would have computed
2: the <laughs> license plate number into an algorithm that he would have <laughs> yeah. punched into his
0: computer and then remembered it. <laughs> oh man!
2: That's
0: but great. it was not only a good caper; it was a very good caper. Yes, it was. And we are in the process of brian's update
1: <laughs> i thought he went i was gonna i was gonna let it go no um i mentioned the fire this weekend which was really nice i it did was it. fun. i, I it was enjoyed that i loved having max come over and and uh that was it was really nice to reconnect with him um he was so max that night he was very max that night i really which enjoyed is the it. best yep yeah but some it, would say he was max
2: max <laughs> Ooh. to the max
1: max squared hmm <laughs> Um someone would say he could be mellow max oh. mm. um, so anyways, it was i I really enjoyed the weekend, and um the we did the fire and the pool um Ethan is as Jay said, it is graduation week, but it's the end of school, and so Ethan is um i'm I'm so very proud of this year for him it was. The biggest year of his life so many things happened through the through the course of this school year and he's gra- going to be graduating with um straight a's again and in spite of the you know it with the musical and i know bella's in that you know she's she's just done well and musical and you know it, uh, orchestra like where our, ki- our kids are amazing to watch them go through and maintain such a high level of things and um so i told ethan i was very very proud of him for how he finished um abby's a little under the weather so she she's real bummed because she really wanted to go this whole week mm. and she's been home the past three days but thank goodness she's going to be able to go tomorrow and friday there you go um and ethan also may be a new uh, new employee <laughs> as... okay <woo. laughs> all right
3: <Yep. laughs> nope there. No. no, not that. No.
1: He may be working at a new place. Um, he should, uh, which he should call f- them back. He, he did. Oh, good. Yeah, no, he's he's <laughs> yeah, no, he's set up for. Joe got yelled
0: at. <laughs> I'll just say that.
1: Well, he, tra- he called back yesterday and spoke to some lady that didn't like wouldn't give him the time of day. He said, yeah, That's um, the type there. Didn't, didn't call a resident. Didn't, but yeah, something. I don't <laughs> know. But Joe gave him the guy's direct phone number, the cell phone. There and we go. He even called him. Um, so yeah, they're hooking it up on Friday, but that'll be exciting for him. Can walk? Um, he can walk. That was one of my first thoughts because he's talking about like shop and save or at the movie place in the mall and I'm like, "Man, you can't walk to those. I got to <laughs> I got to drive you back and forth. Take the bus um, then." Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, Take 2 hours,
2: but
0: good. So anyways, <laughs> I
1: mean not a ton going on. For, I mean a lot going on, not a ton of like big stuff. Work has been really, really good over the past week, week and a half and, and work being really, really good is great. I've needed that. <laughs> yes, I've needed that. That's been weighing on me certain things there, but um yeah, but so It's it's very good.
0: Right. And we've been talking about the fact that relationships, if you ask somebody, how is your relationship? They're going to say, good, fine, not great, better than some, whatever else. But the biblical model, when God created everything, he said it was good. But when he created Adam, it was not good. But once he created Eve... And in a relationship, it was very good. So that is the goal of every relationship is very good. Last week, we looked at the history of marriages for lack of uh, focus on any other relationship because you can look at divorce rates and they're up and they're down and there's variables all over the place. Mm
1: -hmm. But not very surprising ones. When we went through that, I was very surprised by like how the statistics were measured and and why they happened the way that they did. Yeah, the reasons. Yeah, Yeah, it was very interesting. So go back and watch it, episode 202.
0: Yeah. And you could even say that probably the number, well, I'd say there were two biggest factors to the divorce rate. And it would be the state of the economy Mm -hmm. and the laws. Mm -hmm. I think that was the consistent variable.
1: Yeah. 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 Right. Because we were talking like in the 30s, depression, you know, people didn't really have the, they needed to stick together in order to survive, you know, and then there was the change in the laws which went from um you you know either no fault adult adultery or what was the other one abuse abuse or and to hey you can get divorced for whatever you know um so that it was very interesting. Yeah it's interesting how like so much of the macro impacted
2: mm-hmm. a micro you know? Yeah. Societal shifts. Yeah.
0: Policy changes financial situations. War. Right, True. like after Mental old, health. Uh,
1: yeah. Right, like the late 40s. Like, it's, it was cr- like there's so many divorces in the 40s, which right. you, you kind of think, ah, you know, uh, I mean, at least I did. Uh, okay. you, Everybody's happy. Step- Your work's right. over. Exactly. Yay. Yeah, it was nuts. So, yeah, go back and listen to that episode. Please do.
0: And this is, you know, again, we used last week looking at divorces as husband wife relationships, but all relationships should be very good you know, it's not just that it can be friendships. It can be parental. It can be neighborly. You know, we are always be work yeah. relationships for sure. Mm-hmm. And we just, uh, we want to remind everybody of, of some simple characteristics of what very good relationships look like.
1: Intimacy within each other's lives, not just sex, but you know, I, I heard a pastor once say going after your heart, you know, he goes after his kid's heart. He goes after his wife's heart and you know, being able to connect with somebody on that deeper level um, and just not existing on the surface with them. If you think back to the fifties, you think back to the TV shows, you know, the,
0: that were on back then that modeled the American household, they weren't. And again, we're not talking physically. It wasn't intimate. It wasn't, man, tell me, you know, the the father comes home from work and the wife prepares the (laughs) drink while she's cooking dinner and he's reading the newspaper and the boy comes in, boy, how was school? Yep. You know, not intimate. It's not what's, bed what's going on
1: in separate beds. Right? Right. <laughs> Shout out Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> Rob Petrie, pardon me. Trials and tribulations bring couples closer together.
3: I, rather than apart. Yeah. I, you're. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. <No. laughs>
1: rather than rocket ship.
3: <laughs> I guess my point is...
1: <laughs> to point out that it's in a <laughs> conversely
3: speaking, a right in a, a bad relationship, relationship right. then you are everything that comes up is driving a wedge between you. Day to day life yeah. is hard enough, mm-hmm.
0: let alone when you have trauma or trials or tribulations.
1: And in, let's be honest, in any long term um, relationship that matters, you're going to have that, you're going to have trials, tribulations, and you get through them, or you don't. I would say you get through them, or you don't, or you don't address them. Or you don't address them.
2: Yeah. Because I think that's what that's what the couples of the 40s, 50s, and 60s... Right. Mm-hmm. We know... Personally, we know couples like that. Sure. Absolutely.
3: Now, so another one. Are we moving on here? All four <laughs> needs are being met. Yes. Now, are we saying... Met by the other person in the relationship? Sure. Right. And we're talking about physical. Maybe not
0: all of all of their needs.
3: Okay. Right. Sure.
0: Right. Because. Well, and there's times. Well, and there's
2: times where like Amy needs her girls. Right. Right. You know, and not me. You know what I mean? But it's important that you are. But I recognize that. I'm like, go hang out with your girls. Right. You prioritize that.
3: Yeah. And we say, when we say four needs, we've talked about this before. It's physical, emotional, intellectual Intellectuals. is what i was forgetting spiritual. and spiritual yeah. yeah
1: there's an upward trend of the quality and intimacy of the relationship and i really like this one because just thinking about like you know you forget you three guys and myself at the table here we've cried together we have laughed together we've struggled together you know that that is such a um and and we continue to do that um on an upward trend and i so i think that's It's such a great indicator of healthy relationships.
0: And Brian, you made a good point last week on the importance of the word trend. It does not mean there's not setbacks, Mm -hmm. but that if you looked at it like a bar graph, it's going up and it's up, you know, over time.
1: I think that might have been Eric, but I'll take credit for it. It might have been me. It might have been Chris, but I'll take credit for it. It
0: wasn't. (laughs) It was not this
2: guy.
3: All I did was write it.
1: (laughs) It is not the absence of conflict, but the overcoming of it. Gosh.
3: Yeah. I, and that's what I think of, like, with um, the sort of quintessential older married couples or, like, from old TV shows or whatever is, like, there was no conflict. Mm-hmm. Like, it was either – well, first of all, it was a TV show. Like, they just didn't go there. But even in, like – I don't know. Just, like, I, I, like the – like, that greatest generation, you know, like, our grandparents' generation, I feel like a lot of relationships sort of were, like, well, we – Oh, we never fight. We don't fight because they're just not going to get into it. You know, they're, I mean, it doesn't mean that they don't disagree on a bunch of things. They're just not going to solve those issues.
1: Well, maybe they had enough fighting in the 40s that they moved into the 50s and were like, yeah, we had enough last decade. Let's not do it in our own personal home. But I think in any relationship, if you look at it, there's either the absence
0: of conflict, but there's no intimacy and therefore no resolution. There's conflict. There's no resolution. Mm -hmm. You know, that, you know, I think of my grandparents, you know, I mean, they would have like my grandmother would get so mad at my grandfather and it would be, you know, he would just be like it always be because he was out, you know, after a pit football game and they would go to the Elks Lodge for too long and Mm -hmm. dinner was ruined. Like she threw a pot roast out through the screen door window at him one time. I mean, that was just hilarious for a 13-year-old kid to, uh, I was probably like nine at the time, <laughs> I didn't particularly care for my grandmother. So it was even funnier. But the point is there was conflict, <laughs> yeah. but there was no
1: resolution. Sometimes there's no conflict, but there's no resolution. Mm. I used to be terrified of conflict in a relationship. And I think I had so much of it with parts of your in life, my family oh. at times. Yeah. Um that when I like moved out and got into friend groups or um, you you know, the other relationships yeah i didn 't want i didn't i did not want conflict mm. and but as, and so I took a lot of suffering on myself right oh that goes inside Yeah. well I, and I had an epiphany um at one point, and I know Brian,
2: i think you have a high need of acceptance i do yeah um to find that <clears throat> when you 've done something wrong and you need. It to be okay,
1: mm-hmm.
2: being uh, loved even though you've made a mistake, right? Um, and I found before I knew anything about emotional needs, like Amy and I would, you know, I made a mistake or whatever, and I would always want to go right into the conversation and like fix it or you know, whatever. Um, where she wouldn't want that, she would want to like mellow on it and think about it for a little bit, but I wanted to get to the would point. Would that be her need for security?
1: maybe i'm asking i don't know her need for security by withdrawing a little bit and contemplating right like i have to have everything in order i need to know
0: what's going on and then i feel confident enough and safe enough to express my thoughts it could be
2: and hurts yeah that's fair right um but i didn't realize it's because i have a high need of acceptance that that's why i was doing that right because i wanted to get to the point where we're okay sure right absolutely and i just want to share that because it was you know what I've experienced.
1: You also have a high need for belonging, too. Yes, it's true. You said that almost like it was an insult. <laughs> <laughs> so well, that's not else. the only one, pal. You also <laughs> have a
3: high need for belonging. So those are the five categories. or details. I would say those are five. Those are five. R five. Not the it's five. not an exhaustive list,
0: but characteristics of very good relationships. Oh,
3: those are characteristics of good relationships. Isn't that the Are we going into very good now?
0: No. Those are characteristics Ah, of very good relationships. And the way you can get there. Ah. And all of them typically have three components. Christ at the center. Is the very first one. And we'll be talking about that tonight. And then in following weeks, we'll be talking about number two.
3: Open, honest, and vulnerable communication. Mm, mm, mm.
0: And finally, in the last episode, we will summarize with. Mutual giving. There it is. So for tonight, Christ at the center. Whenever I teach this, oh, and I get to sit down with uh, baby Ty-Ty and Kira on Saturday morning Mm. for their second uh, pre-marriage
3: teaching. Oh, that's got to be a fun one.
0: It is. I I appreciate them very much. Um, The first thing I always say is, like I said in church on Sunday, when you say I do, you have no idea what you're saying I do, too. Did you come up with that or did you hear that somewhere? I think it was me. That's great. Started using it in uh, weddings as well. And it's funny because it's, it's one of those things you win the whole crowd over. Mm-hmm. Because Anybody that's ever been married is like, I oh, hear that. <laughs> you know, should have like, told me that before. <laughs> right. And then you see like both the husband and the wife cross their <laughs> arms. <laughs> I'm handing out business cards. <laughs> I, can, I can work with that. I can work with that. Um, you know, and so it's, I say that, you know, Christ at the center. When I teach this. I say, it's not just an Etsy plaque in your kitchen. You know, oh, Christ is at the center of this right, household. Right. The, All the, right, the, done. The, co- the coffee right. cup
1: saying, the sh- right. t-shirt. It's so
0: much more than that. And it, it amazes me how much there is to it. And nobody ever taught me. <laughs> and I, I don't see it being taught too much anywhere, which is why we're having this
3: entire podcast on it this evening. And can I just back? Away from that statement for a second to say, I don't think
0: God is important. (laughs) No,
3: (laughs) but just to back away for a second for any, you know, for like our non Christian listeners, that a first step toward that, or at least um, an acknowledgement of a need, even if you're not like, well, I don't, you know, I'm not a Christian. I, Christ isn't at the center of my relationship. Like it starts with an acknowledgement. That you can't do it all on your own, you know. You've got to. There's got to be something else there that you are able to come together through and focus on. And
1: you're speaking about ter- higher, higher power, right? Like,
3: even no, though he's just saying uh, somebody just saying, besides each other. I'm just saying the first step is acknowledging that you. Like you're in a relationship, but you, the two of you do not have all the answers. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, it you know, you have to first come to terms with like reaching out, searching, seeking, you know, and like, in our and for us and ultimately Christ can be the center of that.
0: I think that's a very good point because I've married non-Christians before. And I know as I say this, they're like looking at me like I have three heads mm-hmm. and I tell them, listen. You know, if you got two out of the three, you're still better than most people. But I love that you set it up that way, because <laughs> as we go forward and we describe what does it really look like to have God at the center of your relationship, you will realize and they will come to realize in anybody else. <laughs> like mm. your cousin Wally, is not going to know what God knows. So let's look at the first one.
1: In healthy relationships, we look to God as the source of help allowing him to involve others in meeting our needs as he chooses. We should talk with him oh, about
0: No, let's just I, oh, want, I want you to I want to talk about that real quick. Okay. Because th- like what you're saying, Chris, even right there in a relationship that does not have God at the center, it's all the pressure is on the other person. Mm-hmm. And anything anytime they fall short, it's on them and you either express it, which is not always easy, mm-hmm. or you don't. Well, that builds up inside of you, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that is just a high pressure situation and it doesn't, it's not great. And he gets to involve others. And so even within that, like Eric, you said, Amy has emotional needs that her friends meet in a far better and or appropriate way than you do. Mm -hmm. So God's like, yeah, hey, I'm going to give her a weekend. You know, and it pops up, he puts it on Amy Davidson or Lex, you know, Lex's heart. And then they go, you know, I should reach out to Amy, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and you can trust. Yeah. God's got it. Not, all right, I have to, I have to do all this. I have to be everything
1: all the time. Right. It's agonizing. Well, and I like the point, allowing him to involve others in meeting our needs as he chooses. And when I look, when I look at our circle, you know, this, this, um, our, our community that, is, is around us and that we're a part of it's so evident to me that God crafted this, not just our marriages, not just my marriage to Lex, but also the larger group. And, and there were years that like, we prayed for that, you Mm. know, like we, we didn't really have anybody outside of ourselves. Um, and so when this, you know, this group that and this table really got formed in our in our in our lives it was just so clear to us like wow this is such a blessing because you know jay you always talk about the independent third party adult to you know like like a, that a teenager needs mm. you know it's mm. how important that is and f- as an adult i kind of look at these relationships as that independent third party adult that i did have a, as a kid you know i had those independent third party adults but for me as an adult this is that because now for certain things. I mean, I've come to you, I've come to all, all three of you at different times for things that I probably can't talk to Lex about, you know, and 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 it's such a blessing to know that God orchestrated that.
0: I agree. So I think it's a great illustration of that point. Number two, we should talk with him, him being God, about what they, the other person in the relationship, needs. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I I teach early on is, you know to have that interactive relationship with God Mm -hmm. through the Holy spirit and being quiet. And you guys know this because we've been talking about it in church now for about six weeks, but there's times when your spouse comes home or your son or daughter comes home or your neighbor flips out or whatever the relationship is. And it makes no sense whatsoever. And you can use all your terrestrial senses Mm -hmm. to try to understand it. And there's nothing. 99% of relationships do not at that point in time, or 99% of people in relationships, do not stop. Get quiet before God and go, God, what's going on? Mm-hmm. What is? What have they been through? What are they going through right now? It's mm-hmm. reminding them of something else in their past right. and just going slow. It happens to me time and time again when I do this. I mean, hearing the voice of God is a certainly learned skill and or gift some would say it's controversial. Whatever mm-hmm. else, uh, an atheist psychoanalyst would say well, you are just training your own learned behavior. Go, whatever. Yeah. Taking that time to focus and go slow, mm-hmm. and for me to hear the voice of God say, "Here's what's going on."
1: Yeah. I, what... I, Sorry. Go ahead. I have an analogy in my head where it's like so many of us operate on this this straight plane between one person to the other, but if you think of like. Um a message being bounced off a satellite and then back down, you know like when you don't have that particular connection it's always going to be the surface level the and even even if this even if the linear is deep and and rich when you don't have that 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 you know third party that's you know knows the other person more intimately than you do and you're and you're you you don't have that insight um it it leaves a lot on the table and it it takes a lot away from how deep that relationship could become
3: and that, that that line of asking god how he feels for that other person right now is one of my favorite things that you teach jay because um like it's it's been very important for me in reacting to different situations um I mean, and, and not, I guess in my case, and for this example, not necessarily intimate relationships, close relationships, but even just like interactions with people, whether it's at work or the cashier at the grocery store or whoever, like getting out of my own way. And mm-hmm. I think that is such an important yeah. skill to work on is get out of your own way, your own filter that you are hearing things through and that you are judging things on, like just well, back like you said slow down back off for a minute and just listen and think and yeah. feel and and again
1: mm. to go back to maybe 15 episodes where we were talking about narcissism and stuff like mm. just mm. to even even to stop and consider somebody besides yourself is so difficult in this day and age so even if you're talking about not having god in the equation even if you step back and say mm-hmm. how does that other person feel what is that other person going through even if you don't believe in God, you can take that step back and go, right. Let me try to put myself in their shoes because so often we're so wrapped up in our bubble.
3: Yeah. And then when when you add, and and that's a great point, Brian. And then when you add the extra step of now, how does God feel about them? Right. I mean, to me almost, I mean, I will just say all the time. I usually don't speak in absolutes, but all the time it like breaks my heart Mm -hmm. because you know, God is feeling their pain and feeling for them, you know
1: one of the most dangerous prayers that I've ever prayed and I, I tell people this um and and warn them one of the most dangerous prayers I've ever prayed is God, what is your heart mm. for that person? I would mind dangerous I mean it can be dangerous because then he can he can literally break your heart like he can break your heart for how he feels for them, or he can you know swell it with with glory and gr- goodness, you know what I mean, but it's one of those prayers where like if, if I would just say powerful, it's a, okay. Cause danger we avoid. Yeah. Okay. But so powerful. One of the most powerful, because if you truly allow that to happen, the ways that he can illuminate your eyes to that person and make your heart swell or break for that person are really incredible. And it's, it's done. He can do it mm-hmm. in a way that you can't manufacture in this life. Yeah, there's there's basically three
0: different ways you can talk to God, keeping Him at the center of the relationship, and and it's like we said, it's asking Him what do they need, asking them what have they what are they going through, which will lead you to what they need, and also communicating to Him, hey, here's what I need. Like, w- too often, we don't express our needs to anybody, right? Maybe you do it to your spouse in a destructive way, like we've talked about, stealing emotional needs, right? Maybe you've got a good relationship where you can go to your spouse time and time again or somebody else in in a different relationship and say, here's what I need from you. Hey, I need more respect from you. I need more. But to sit down and talk to God and say, man, God, I'm right now, I just feel so disrespected. I don't have respect anywhere in my life right now. God, could you send me anybody who would lift me up? Mm -hmm. In all three circumstances, you know, Chris, you pointed out the the benefit of going slow Mm -hmm. and you pointed out the, the benefit of not being a narcissist and having it not be about you. But if we truly believe that God knows us and God knows our heart and he's passionate about us, well then it's true that he's passionate about everybody mm. that knows him and that he is in a relationship with. He knows them. He's passionate about them. He cares for them. So when we go to him, he has insight. Mm-hmm. And he will share it with us. Mm -hmm. So while that's, you know, it's beneficial and it's good, but why would you not go to somebody who, who created them, who, who suffered and died for them, who, you know, is talking to them Mm -hmm. if they're listening, why would you not go to that insider? Right. (laughs) I mean, imagine you've got somebody that knows them better than anybody else, Mm -hmm. knows you better than anybody else. And you don't talk to them about your relationship. Right. that's so silly. Right. And we do it all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so things other things we can ask is you know what are they going through what have they been through in the past as powerful as anything is and you sort of touched on one of you touched on this god how do you feel for them right now like you said that about different people in the stores and stuff like Mm -hmm. that when i was learning this down in round rock texas and i've told this story before i'm gonna tell it again i just been busting rachel's chops making fun of her in front of the teacher because she wouldn't i wouldn't uh She wouldn't want to switch seats. And I realized that's because I was afraid she wasn't really going to learn this, that she's too stubborn. And so if she's too stubborn to change seats, she's not going to learn this. And I disrespected her in front of the teacher and everything else. And so we were instructed, go and you know work on ways you may have hurt your spouse and ask God how he feels about that. And I thought, man, God, I kind of made fun of her and that's not right. And I guess it's because, Lord, I don't think she's going to change and she's going to grow and she's going to learn this. God, how do you feel about that? And it's one of the very first times, one of the clearest times I've ever heard God, and he said, I believe in Rachel.
3: Mm.
0: And I just wept for the longest time, alone in a stupid room of a stupid church. Mm. <laughs> you know, God will break your heart. It's so humbling. And and, you, and and again, not always. Right. right. But boy, God, how do you feel for them? Mm-hmm. Not how do I feel for them how do you feel for them mm. conversely and sometimes you know it's important to look at the negative there are characteristics or there are patterns in in not good relationships that we should highlight at this time
1: we kind of touched on it we only rely upon and put pressure on the other to meet our needs it's crushing it's it's unrealistic and yeah. there's, there's there's no way that that other human being will ever be as complete and capable of meeting every one of your needs or demands or wishes. It's just not possible. It's crippling.
3: That's what I was going to say.
1: <laughs> uh, number two, God is left out as a bystander. I think, you know, God's pretty big,
0: from what I understand. And he's, he's a big, big boy, like God. But, you know, I, I feel bad. Like, imagine every relationship, and he's just like, you know, I can, I can help. Yeah. No. Nope. All right. I'll just, I'll be over here. Yeah. Okay. I created you to became one, but you don't. all right, I'll be over here. If you, okay. All right. Too often. I don't know that people are praying for the other people in their relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I complain about my neighbors a lot, boy, I do not pray for them very much. Straight mm-hmm. up. Don't do it. Yeah.
1: Probably should. Don't do it. And number four. We may only pray in generalities and not specifics or for insight. Yeah. And, and again, that, to me, that kind of goes back to what is your heart for this person? How can, w- can you illuminate something for me that they're going through they might not be speaking about? You know, like, um, the specifics when you get into prayer. And this really does highlight, I think, A lack of ability knowledge practice in prayer sure sure and to to get better or you know to to open up your prayer life more i definitely would encourage these specific prayers you know for another person and and to to ask for specific things to be revealed to you that you can you know connect with them on yeah chris
3: well i was just going to add um And maybe this is a a lack of practice. I don't know, but so I do tend to pray in generalities, though, in the sense of I I have a hard time asking God for specific things. Like I turn a lot of it
1: for other people or both,
3: both. Like I turn a lot of it into or like my brain goes toward God's will, not my own. Okay, God's will, not my own, and I, I mean, and that's. A generality, I guess, right? In a way. Yeah,
0: I mean, but th- no, and th- there's two things that we're sort of looking at is prayers for other people. And so uh, that was a poor setup. But to say, God, I, I pray that your will would be done in Amy's life. Uh, that's general, but that's still better than, like, to me, the ultimate generality. And again, this is under the, you know, the fact that people aren't praying for their spouses enough anyhow. Mm. So I'm not discounting any prayer, but like, I think, Lord, I pray for my wife. <laughs> I pray she has a good day today. I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> right. Like those are, that to me is the most general of prayers. Now if mm-hmm. you say, Lord, I pray that your will be done in Amy's life today. Mm-hmm. Now that's getting on a borderline scare prayer. You know, like that's like, oh boy. Right. Right. Then to get more Give specific me patience, is, Lord. Lord, what's my role in that? Yeah. What would you have me do for her today? Yeah. Right. Now we're getting that's to nice. some, some
2: specifics. Yeah.
0: You know, but I think too often it's just, Lord, I pray for my marriage.
2: Well, right. And, and, all right. That's right. better than not Right. Go. But no, I was just gonna say, that's a great point. Like, it's almost like God is like presenting you what to pray for. You just have to pay attention to it. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, yes, but expand. Well, you know, like for instance, when Amy was trying to make a decision um, on switching jobs, mm-hmm. you know, I can pray for that specific situation and ask God, like, how how does she feel? What can I do for her mm-hmm. right now in this time of, of of her making a tough decision? You know, mm-hmm. instead of like you know, you've, I've been praying for my five, and some days like things things don't really come up, and I'm just like God, I just want you to soften their heart today. You know, it's a general thing, but it's better than anything. But sure, yeah.
0: <clears throat> but well, and also back to the Amy example, it's better than saying God, I pray for Amy's job situation, right? <laughs> Which again right. is better than it's nothing. Better, yeah. But boy what does she
2: need from me so she can make right. the best decision? Right how are you involving possible? yourself and how like how are you allowing God to use you? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, I'm yeah. dying. Right. You
0: want to have a clear mind and a clear throat. <laughs> I want to have a clear throat.
2: Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't care about that. Earlier mine. I had a sneeze that didn't happen and then like this all like I went downhill from there. Sorry. <clears throat> and really our, our last major point tonight is to entrust
0: their maturation to God, leaving him unhindered to accomplish his work in their lives.
1: Unhealthy to try to control or manipulate their responses to our needs. Unhealthy to try to control or manipulate their responses to our needs. I wanted to enunciate mm. because yeah. it's important. that was important.
2: That's like stealing emotions? Is that what that is? Mm. Or stealing needs, I mean? No. No? No. So the first part is entrusting their maturation to
0: God so that, hey, look, I know that God is working on Rachel's heart. Mm -hmm. I know that he is, he is actively engaged with her as much as he is with me. And he is teaching her. He is showing her how to love me. Just like he's showing me how to love her. I don't have to be the maestro, the director, the which by the way, talk about a temptation for me, Mm -hmm. you know, no, I have to let him work on her. Just like he's working on me. Conversely, I'm the one who is making sure everybody's doing everything all the time and you've got to meet my name. You know, no God is, I got to make sure she's, you know, coming along. That's not my job. That's God's job.
1: Lex and I often use, and I heard it from um, Matt Chandler down in Texas, but one of the things that always stuck out to me that he said was I'm going to put as much kindling of the Holy spirit around my kids' hearts as I possibly can in the time that I have and then trust him to light that flame and guide them. Mm. And that's always been something that stuck with me um, with our kids. You know, like how many parents get into such an overbearing control situation because they're so afraid of letting go of their kids' lives, and it ends up hurting them, right? And so I apply that to, to most of all my relationships if I can, is I have to entrust this person to you And in the meantime, I'm going to put as much kindling of good, you know, of, of Holy Spirit led things around them as I possibly can. And then trust you to do something with that Mm -hmm. because, because then you're not manipulating and trying to get them to respond to what I need. You know, Mm -hmm. you let that go. Um, Healthy relationships, trust that their maturation in the Lord will inevitably inevitably work to meet your needs. Yeah, it's just smart, you know, like that. to
0: trust that God is in control. It goes back to the very beginning, that God is at the center, that God is intimately aware of your needs, their needs. And again, from a biblical model, the two became one. You cease to exist. And that goes back to our talk about a husband and a wife when they have conflict. It's, here's a problem we have to overcome, mm-hmm. not here's something you did wrong. You know, He's working to meet my needs through their maturation. So I need to let it go. I need to not be in charge of it. And it's going to work out for me in the long run. And it's sort of like the drowning person, you know, that reaches out and swamps everybody. No, let it go. Let the life preserver work and go from there. So we would love for you to comment and let us know at the table things you do in your relationship that have helped you keep Christ at the center uh, we could have gone on prayer for a very long time, and, and I'm not—I don't want to besmirch um, many people because I do know there are people who are devout in in prayer for their spouse, and that's great. I wish everybody was. So let us know your things that, that you do to keep uh, God at the center of our relationship. And next week we'll go over how to be open and honest and vulnerable. Actually, next week I believe is our long-awaited postpartum depression. Yeah episode oh, nice um, fingers crossed good lord willing no strokes no pink Do you want to recap what's happening real quick with that uh, Emily Tappy uh, who is uh, very very <laughs> open honest and vulnerably offered to share her experience uh, will be with us and uh, so will a couple other guests so it should be wild well, guests other people at the table and uh, we're gonna talk about it and be real about it
1: can't wait
3: so stay tuned and that's how we're going we to stay tuned. Oh, stay tuned. I mean, oh, tuned. Yeah, I mean it's don't, next, it's yeah, next week, do, it's, do something
1: between now and next week. I it. thought
3: stay tuned though. <laughs> you're you're absolutely right. But doesn't uh can't you also say stay tuned as a way to like uh, stay ready for an alert? Stay ready exactly. Yeah. Stay prepared. Stay Be alert. prepared, people. That's it for episode 203. Please make sure if you can, give us a like or follow on social media. Visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com and while there, take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for lunchtime in Rome.
1: See you next week. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. Tune in.
0: Bye. The toolbar. Holy Spirit came down. Wouldn't it be residing within him? Sorry.
3: Gosh. It already came down. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for crapping on your point. The point is, we're done. Having our deck. Sans (laughs) keto's.